Hey, I'm Drew, and this is the Hearts and Hands Podcast. In Season 4, Episode 10, I talked to Elliot Schrader about his new EP under the moniker Blind Driveway. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Drew Sonnenberg, not joined this week by my co-host, Tim. Tim's got the week off, but he gave me his blessing to fly solo on this one as I got the chance to talk to a very talented young man named Elliot Schrader about some projects that he's recently finished up and some cool ones he's got on the horizon. So let's go ahead and get to that interview now. All right. Today, I am excited to welcome to the podcast, Elliot Schrader. Welcome, Elliot. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yep. For our for our listeners who are less familiar with you, could you briefly introduce yourself, who you are, and what you do? Yeah, um, I am a senior at Gustavus Adolphus College. Um, I own a video business called Elliott Trader Video, doing um, wedding videography in the Midwest, mainly um, Wisconsin, Minnesota. And I am a music producer. I produce for my own um, purposes under the name Blind Driveway. And I also produce for Camp Phillip and some friends. Uh, let, let's start with that, that name blind driveway. Where, where did that come from? How, how did this particular creative venture start? Mm -hmm. So I really didn't have a drive to produce my own music, I guess, write My own music. My brother was always interested in that much more than I, Cameron, who talked about his EP on this podcast. So I was always more so in the background, like playing different instruments, we would, you know, try to see who, which of us can learn the most instruments. So that was my interest for, for the longest time was just filling in whatever he needed, whatever Cameron needed. But then I was asked by um, Matthew Bound at Camp Phillip to record an album for, or a CD for them. Camp Phillip has been producing CDs for a while. And I was really excited about that. So I said, yes, I'll do it. My first summer working at camp, which was right after I graduated high school, I did not have the experience necessary to do that at all but i decided to jump headfirst into it so if you ever heard about like the ten thousand hours rule of like yeah. you need that many hours from you know malcolm gladwell that was where i started getting those hours and was was for camp philip and i worked on that project a lot during the school year my first year at college but then that was 2020 so i ended up going home and really put the classes on the back burner and decided to just spend most of my time making music and um, so my schedule was awesome. It was like, get up, go for a run, make music. And then I would go on these coffee, go for coffee, but I'm kind of a coffee snob. So I would go to <laughs> Wonder State Coffee in Viroco, which is one of my favorite coffee shops. And it's just a beautiful drive and, you know, driftless Wisconsin bluffs and everything. 40 minute drive to get coffee. So I'd go there and then drive back with just my small latte just to kill time because it was 2020, like the 2020ist part of 2020. Sure. It's a lockdown. And driving back that day, you know, I've always thought about think words as band names, possible band names. Everything is sure. a possible band name. And, you know, they always come and go. But for some reason, I saw a sign, a blind driveway sign on the road, which most of them say hidden driveway. So maybe it wasn't a yeah. coincidence. And I thought that seems like a good name. I also definitely didn't want it to be my, my own name. No shade to my brother. Um, but I, I love the idea of like not really defining it because it's not my like it's not the first thing I say when I introduce myself is I do blend this blind driveway music. 
Um, so whenever I come back to it and make music for it, I always want it to be completely open to, is it me singing? Is it all my friends singing? Is it an orchestra arrangement? Is it acapella? Is it, it's whatever. It's blind driveway. That's its own thing. And I can, doesn't, it's not just my name. Yeah, that's great. I dig it. So real quick aside, who's currently winning you or Cameron as far as more instruments? More instruments? I think I probably have him beat because he went into worship leading and had so many opportunities to play guitar and he loves guitar so much. So yeah. But back in the day, you know, that, that was like the way we approached music for some odd reason was like, I need to learn all the instruments. Whereas now like that's kind of a, it's a, it's one way to look at music, but not one that many people take. Sure. Sure. One thing that, that struck me about listening to your EP was it, it's just different than anything I've heard from a Wells artist before in a good way, in a very good way. You know, if you look at the the tags on Apple music or whatever, it it's defined as pop, which is, you know, not something that anyone on this podcast has ever claimed to write before. Mm. Um, so I guess what, what drew you into like that sort of genre or that, music do you have any influences that you really look to or is it just more like this particular ep and project that you kind of fell in that genre i think so cameron and i my my life and history is intertwined with his so i'm going to keep bringing him up but anyways we grew up listening to uh wwib christian radio and then i we we a friend introduced us to switchfoot and that was when i was a freshman in high school Mm-hmm. so that's obviously like alt christian you could say or just alt sure. and they are christians like a band that's full of christians and yeah. we really connected with that one like hey there's this whole there's new new music to listen to and it's like different and it, I, we kept going with that I, I definitely i think i even went i definitely went further in cameron that like i just love exploring different music types mm-hmm. and you know i don't like the deep i need sort of demonization of like hot music like i, I think that that definitely happened for me there. I don't know where I got it from, but this attitude that and hip hop for sure, like that pop just like, don't touch it. Like that's not, so I just for better, for worse, went full into that court category. I also had this desire to DJ my school's prom when I was a senior and I didn't, I, I, I don't know where the idea came from. I mean, or where any ideas come from for that matter, but, but decided to do that. And that, and I didn't really know a lot of pop music. So that got me to, I would listen to just hundreds of pop songs every day and just try to find the right ones. Like I didn't, I want to do this really well. Like we're all the bangers. And <laughs> my reason for liking pop music is that, so if you have like a, if you're playing acoustic guitar only, there's certain things you do to elicit certain emotions. There's yeah. different chord changes. If you're playing alone, you can change the tempo. You, you can be a really great singer. That would be nice. Um, and when you're doing so that's with guitar so you have to kind of like guitar music to do that some people don't like guitar music they're not going to feel that at all pop music is a a broader band of if you don't like pop music you can still listen to it and have like a euphoric sensation because it's tapping into like the core of our emotional experiences with music so that's why i love it like that you cannot love pop music but if you if 24 karat magic bruno mars comes on you're still going to like really enjoy it probably especially if it's playing super loud at a dance like Mm -hmm. it's it's a communal communal thing so 
I like music that's like that's communal like that as far as at least with like listening to music or if I'm if I DJ, which I sometimes do. I, I think a lot of the, the musicians that we talk to on this podcast are your general kind of like singer songwriter um, mm-hmm. types. Again, let's just throw Cam under the bus again. Like, let's do it. Just boring. He just plays guitar and sings. Nothing, nothing impressive. But your EP took a lot of work. Um, it, it was Cam. Cam admitted that like you guys just kind of did his it, one good take, found mm-hmm. the good take, and then put it out, and that was great. It works for that. But this your EP is not that. Your EP took lots of thought and time and effort into the the production aspect of it. So let's just start with like, could you estimate how many hours you put into this? Possibly. I, I don't know if I, I probably not, but I could guess um, uh, how many, how many months were you working on it? Cause this was more well, like there were other people involved, but more or less yeah. this was a low effort. How many months did you by yourself put into this? I started Graves in the Gardens Hallelujah song, which is like the biggest production one in, yeah. in, like February 2021, but that that it's that's a unique one because it was like not done like let's get all the instruments one by one. Uh-huh. It was more like I I don't it didn't come directly from this, but it's somewhat of a, as a result of something I think about sometimes, which is if you listen to your favorite song on the radio when you're on your way to work, you might if and if you're a singer. You might sing like an extra harmony or a descant over the song. Yep. Yeah. So like if you if you're writing a song, write the song, sit with it. Eventually, you'll think of another thing, and you'll think of another thing, and maybe that fits if you listen to upgrade that song. It's like jam packed to the max with stuff. So it was a few periods of like on and off working on it a lot, and then like uh, making other videos because there's videos for all the songs as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we. Cameron doesn't love doing that kind of stuff. And I, I, from the other producers I've met, which is not that many, but I think it's something that it's a bit innate that if you, if you can enjoy sitting down and doing the grueling hours of producing and mixing and recording and all that stuff, then you love it. So you just do it. And that, that's how I feel about it. Like when you're really in it, the hours just slip by, you don't even notice. So I love big, big projects like that. You're you're a producer. You appreciate the role of a producer. Do yes. you have any favorite music producers out there? Oh yeah, don't need that doubt. Um, I think that so I love George Daniels, who produces for the 1975. Are you familiar with 1975 yeah. at all? Yeah. So he does, he produces for the 1975 and also um, the Japanese House, which is an artist. Her name is Amber Bain, and she writes under the moniker the Japanese House. Um, those two are super inspiring to me is like it's such a soothing type of pop music and they write with i mean that's where if you're like searching for that feeling it's me i would say inspired doesn't sound like that stuff but robotic repetitive beats with beautiful melodies sung over the top of it like i i love that a lot also just people who produce their own music and write their own music and do it all themselves is very inspirational because i i see that as like a different type of yeah of music maker so maybe more mainstream right now, Tame Impala, Dayglow, Jacob Collier are people who do that kind of thing. And that's that's who's inspiring to me because that's what I really enjoy is that process of you write the songs, you record them, you produce them, you live with them. And that's something that I'll, I, think I'll, I think I'll always do as far as I can predict at this moment. 
That's what that's what I got off the top of my head. If you want to go into favorite artists, it, it gets bigger. But those are people oh, who like produce their own music. Yeah. Yeah. The girl on What If the Stars. Her voice yeah. is beautiful. Who is she? Yeah, my friend Renee Troutman. Um, we both go to Gustavus, and she has just the quietest voice. And I mean, you've heard if you would listen to Graves in the Gardens Hallelujah song, she sings the start of that one as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, that first verse. She has a beautiful voice, and you can hear that. But a lot of people don't know because even she actually leads worship with me at school sometimes. But she has such a quiet voice, and I've just been telling like all these talented people I work with, like, oh, just wait to hear Renee's voice because she has so much control and just delicacy to her voice. But she's very nonchalant about it, and she loves recording. So she was eager to do that and was happy to be a part of it, and it helped the song quite a bit. And it was fun doing that one. We decided to decided to just record it. I made it like this big band version of it. I wanted it to sound like Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. And I had yeah. like a very, very close to complete versions of that with like violin and guitar and drums and stuff. And then I thought it, this would just be a fun experience to like plug in the electric guitar, get Renee and me in a room and just record for a few hours and, and get a good take. So that's what we decided to do. And I'm glad we did it because people yeah. have no, mentioning her voice and for good reason. She has a great one. Do you have a favorite track on this EP or no? And like, I understand they're all your babies. Like, yeah, uh, well, kind of. Yeah. They're all, they're all very different. Like that's what well, it's interesting. That's the CP. If I think about making an album, I would, I would hope that like there's parts that are cohesive to it, but yeah. this, I think, and again, bring up the 1975, that the way of making albums for them is like very different genres happening. I mm-hmm. think that just the same way that uh, Cameron would write four different songs or like singer songwriter person would write four different songs, about four different feelings. I would tend to write like four different, five different songs in five different genres recorded in five different ways. Mm-hmm. So like even the methods of production, anything else is one micro is one stereo microphone in a room. One of the stars is live, but it's three microphones. Graves in the Gardens, Hallelujah song is massive. Searching for that feeling is, like this auto-tune pop thing. Mm-hmm. And I think there's one more. Oh, thing for you. <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite is What If The Stars. I think the bones of that song are really, like, it sounds good in multiple environments. Like, I'm proud of the lyrics in that one, and especially. And I I think it's like a well-written song, song. So sure. if I had to pick, that'd probably be the one. Do you have a favorite? I, I do actually. Uh, and so I, t- I talked about this when Cameron was on the podcast, I tend to gravitate towards um, songs that just feel really honest and mm. just, yeah, there, there is something about anything else that just mm. felt very stripped down in, in the sense of like, you weren't not, not that I'm saying you were doing this on the other songs, but that, you weren't trying to just like write a good song or you weren't trying to make something that sounded good or, or was poetic or anything like that. It's just, this felt truthful. This felt mm. real. And so I really appreciated that. I connected with that one for some reason. You doing okay. <laughs> some people like that song. I'm like, man, I hope, I hope you're doing all right. It's pretty sad, but well, I mean, that's, that's what, I mean, the song came not because I was, like feeling that way in the moment but like 
I definitely was in like the year before I like was almost writing retrospectively and the last verse talks about getting a letter mm-hmm. and reading it and then yeah you read the letter and, and it's about this person saying like thank you for just listening you make me feel like myself that's like pretty much verbatim what was in that letter and that all happened and that was like a realization of me as like an overworker i that's great i should do, be doing that like fulfilling my purpose and doing what i can do with my talents and and time but at the same time i can embrace a human connection that people like me for who i am for very little just for being around and being my friend but then i had experiences with other people that kept feeling the same way and yeah so it's a simple song but and i like it's i mean as a joke like are you doing okay but (laughs) i would i would honestly at this point expect that you that the, some of those things you can really do just because you started a podcast and you produce it like are like producing content like just being an artist that does that means you're probably going to feel sometimes like i'm not doing enough i'm inadequate like all that all that jazz like who doesn't so you said you're a senior at gustavus mm-hmm. yes one more. you got plans for post-graduation what what's mm-hmm. on the horizon yeah, last last year I started a wedding film business called Elliot Schrader Video, um, a creative name. Yeah. Uh, something that I, I'd always loved doing, but I, you know, wasn't sure. Do I do this and try to make money off of it? And I'm um, I'm totally in the camp now of like, don't worry about monetizing your art. Like, try it. Wouldn't you rather be doing that full time than something else full time? Like, just go for it. Because I that was just awesome. Like I filmed my first wedding. I reached out to a friend and said, Hey, I can do your wedding for free. They're like, That sounds awesome. Do it. I did it. And this year I'm like I have as many bookings as I could possibly handle while still doing school and working at Camp Phillip during the summer. So it's a huge blessing. I wouldn't have seen my life going this way. But yeah, I'll be doing that full time after school. Yeah, full time, but then you know, even full time with that provides me a lot of freedom. To, to do other work, you know? Yeah. Generally like, not weddings during the week. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah. Edit, edit weddings. You know, I, I tried really disciplined about my schedule in my life so I can make as many things as, you know, as is appropriate with the time I've been given on this earth. So yeah, I want to produce a lot of music. So it's cool to be able to do, have the freedom to do that without like the, the nine to five vibe, which I've done in the past and it's cool too, but this is, a, it's a, it feels more, more right. And again, like a massive, massive blessing. You don't see these things. You don't plan these things five years in the future. It's just like, okay, I guess this is where we're going. So let's talk a little bit about So after graduation, you're doing the wedding, uh-huh. the wedding videography stuff, but musically, do you have any, any big plans coming up? Anything yes. to follow up this EP or what, what's coming up for you? Absolutely. So with Blind Driveway, I kind of go back and forth between do I just drop like songs when I have them done or make a masterful album? That's like the way I want it to sound. I think I'm, gonna, I'm leaning in that direction. Like maybe I'll release some things here and there. I do have some videos to drop, but I think the next thing that will be released is like a, a more higher quality, well-produced, full-length album or that takes maybe a couple of years to make. That's that's kind of my plan right now because I'm here. I just moved into Camp Phillip. That's where I am currently. And I'm making an album this summer. So 
I applied to do that. I, I had like someone asked me last time, like, what would be your dream job at camp? And I've been doing photography, which is a fantastic job at camp. So much fun. Um, and I said, like, probably just making an album. Like if I could go make an album a day by day and then like do all the evening programs and see the kids at night, that would be amazing. So I asked Matthew and I, I had made a couple albums for camp and he's like, yeah, let's do it. So that's what I'm just getting ready to do. We're making, we made the album, um, two years last year no yeah last year we dropped an album which was made over the course of the year before yeah called hymns for him and that was 18 hymns reworked to be a little different like camp style they're all kind of different ways like some of them we added choruses some of them uh, completely different words with just like the chorus being somewhat similar to the original hymn some of them just different tunes widespread and that was like uh, this big undertaking of like, let's, I can like, go to my, my old high school, went to Lu- Alaska Luther high school. And mm-hmm. um, John Woody, the director there, I was like, let's, can I use your band equipment? He's like, absolutely. So we went there and did that. So I recorded these timpanis and bass drums and bells and snare drums and rimbas and, and all sorts of stuff. And let's spend a whole bunch of time on the guitar parts and the bass parts and the drums and make it all really sound great. And then widened who we're, who we're using for music. So I met Bethany Lehman, who's a fantastic um, worship leader, singer. It, she is a fantastic singer. She used to be a, at camp as well. Mm-hmm. Devin Stroman, Eli Mattoon, Cameron, Luke Schultz, Matthew Bound, all these people. And now going to this album, I had to take a little break because I had to take a breather after making that 18 track worship album while going to school. It was like, after the, at the end, it's kind of like, I don't think I can do this ever again. I remember saying, like, I won't do this ever again. Um, and then like two weeks later, the fire comes back and like, Oh, but I'm still alive. And I still have these people in my life. Like we got to make it this. So this time we had a writer's weekend because my thought was, I want like high, really high quality songs. Like a really high quality song with a high quality voice and high quality instruments. I could record that with a phone and that would make a fantastic album. So let's start with higher quality songs. So we went off and did a writer's weekend with all those people I just mentioned and wrote some songs for him, for him, worked on some ones that were already written and it made them better or finished them. So we ended up with 20 some hymns to do. And I had, per my previous comment about the first one, had told Matthew, 12, we're doing 12 songs. That's it. It's <laughs> all I can commit to. And 12 has got to be enough. And he said, okay, 12 is enough. That'll be enough for this album. But, you know, now with this job and um, the time, the, the goal is to make more than that and hopefully maybe get close to like 18 again. You know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to feel inadequate the whole time. Like I'm not never doing enough, but I also have a strong desire to make a lot of songs, a lot of art before my time's up. So yeah, that's the project for this summer starts right now. Like starts pretty much this week with, with recording lots of instruments on so that project. You know, we have many guitarists and instrumentalists at camp, but for that one, I do, just record most of the instruments myself because yeah. um, there's more time to like, I, I get more brainy about like theory stuff, so like chord voicings and yep. getting exactly the right chord progression. Um, Cameron's a bit more rock and roll about it. Like <laughs> this is good enough chords. So like, let's come up with it on the spot and he can, you know, we can, you can do that on the spot too. Um, but I just have a lot of love for, for that. Again, sitting in front of the computer, banging your head against a wall for 20 hours is fun for some reason um yeah so that's the project for this summer and then that'll probably 
likely I'm being realistic, probably carry into the school year a fair bit. Plus I do all the mixing myself as well. So that, that takes an equal amount of time. So that's a long answer for what hymns for him is. And then blind driveway. My goal is to, you know, keep writing songs. And I've, I've got a couple that I think will be on that, that someday album, but focus on the one project for now. I've been doing a lot of different things at once with college, you know, do it first of all, doing college extracurriculars, the video business, hymns for him, blind driveway, really all at once, like really all like touching all those things in one day and then going to bed and doing it again the next day. And that's just not, I don't think making the best product I could make is doing all those things at once. So sure. that word blurb should answer what yeah. I'm doing in the future <laughs> as far as I can tell. But again, you know, God throws left turns all the time. So that sounds awesome. I'm, I'm really looking forward to I am too. whichever yeah. project comes out first. Thanks for um, him. Look for it. Spring 2023. Spring 2023. All right. I have taken up enough of your time at this point. We would love to have you on the podcast again someday, uh, whether it's when you release your next uh, hymns for him or blind driveway, or if you just want to come on and talk about what it's like to work in a dark room by yourself mm-hmm. doing production work. Um, right. Like our, our, our listeners love kind of that behind the scenes peek into the creative process, but for our listeners uh, who want to hear what you've done or are working on, um, where can we point them? Yeah. For obviously blind driveway on Spotify um, or Apple music. Also, hymns for him, uh, which is just can't fill up on Spotify. I mean, that's equally important to me because it's like the next thing I'm really working on. The next one will be again next spring. Yeah, and I'll be posting a few more videos on my YouTube channel. So if you're interested in that, it's my name, Elliot Schrader, on YouTube. So those are those are some things. If you're getting married, ElliotSchraderVideo.com. Nice. Hit me up. Let's make a video. <laughs> awesome. All right. That's all my my plugs. Awesome. Well, we want to thank you again for taking the time today. Uh, We really appreciate it. You've got some great insights for our listeners here. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the invite. It was fun talking to you. That wraps it up for another episode of the podcast. I wanted to make special mention of an event coming up really soon here on June 9th. That's a Thursday here in Appleton at the core. Koine is putting on a benefit concert for their sound guy um, who is going through some complications with cancer. Um, So they are live streaming this event online, or or if you're able to make it in person at the core uh, or, or just contribute through a GoFundMe page. Um, There's information on all of that. If you check out Koine's Facebook or the core's Facebook and we'll, we'll be sharing those events as well. So please, if you have the opportunity, check that out. It's sure to be a great event. And as always, if you have questions you want answers to, people you want to hear from, or you want to come on and talk about the cool projects you are working on, we'd love to hear from you. Feel free to reach out to us at heartsandhandspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.